welcome once again to another episode of the LO Gaming Podcast. As always, my name is James, and today we'll be talking about the Xbox Game Showcase, which was... It took place... A week ago. A week ago? I think it was a week ago yesterday. Okay, so eight days ago? Okay. Well, anyway... Uh, and joining me is my good buddy Andrew, who hasn't been on in a little while. But how you doing? As you nod to the microphone, <laughs> <laughs> uh, doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Yeah. You're surviving. Yeah, just yeah, one day at a time. Okay. Well, the reason why I really wanted you on the podcast for this, um, for this showcase specifically, was because you sent me a text the morning of. The showcase, and let's see if I can't remember it off my head. But basically, you just said, um, for the first time in a long time, I don't really care, as long as everything is on PC. <laughs> Would you like to elaborate? <laughs> um, I just really like my new PC. Okay. <laughs> um, just, just a difference from going from like using controllers to having I've fully transitioned back to just PC gaming now. Okay really dove into a lot of different games. Yeah. So how long did it take you to switch from controller to mouse and keyboard again? Um, day one to buy my building my new PC. Okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So what have you been playing on your PC mainly? Uh, of late, um, space engineers, uh, old Republic online, um, the forest, uh, a lot of payday too. um, and Stardew Valley with the Stardew Valley expanded mod. <laughs> okay, I'm not familiar with uh, the expanded mod, so I don't know what. Yeah, it, um, it it basically double sized the game, added 23 new locations, like nine new PCs. Oh, okay. So it's like just playing a whole new game. Okay. And what are the specs on your PC exactly? I can't really remember. Like, what what graphics card are you running right now? Oh shoot, I can't remember off the top of my head. Uh, it's the Ryzen 5 2600. 2600? Yep. Okay, so that's the processor. Uh, yeah, NVIDIA GeForce GTX 1660 Ti. Okay. <clears throat> so that's yeah. been able to run pretty much everything that you've been uh, yeah, so far. to play so far? Uh, still only have 8 gigs of RAM, and I've not upgraded that yet. But well, so far, I just haven't had the need to. Well, so. right, right now, 8 gigs, it's slowly becoming the minimum requirement, but it still does pretty good. Yeah. So I was like, well, I've got no complaints. So I'll, I'll, I'll upgrade when I need to. Yeah. But the primary reason you said made that statement from the text you sent me was just the simple fact that Xbox is more and more sending all of their games to Windows PC. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing that is very interesting about this, because they did say that every single game on there is going to be on Game Pass which yeah. is big. So if anybody's a Game Pass subscriber of any kind, they'll be able to play all those games with their subscription. That's that's like a really great value right there. I mean, if you upgrade to a Series X or if you have PC, that you you basically already have those games. Yeah, yeah. So that's like, at least on the PC side of it, like Game Pass actually has more appeal now. Mm. So it's like, you know, throw a couple more terabyte hard drives on there and (laughs) (laughs) just just play all the games. (laughs) Yeah. And also it's all, it's all a matter of whether or not you can actually run those games on your PC too. That's the other thing about PC. It's because the series X is said to be, uh, graphically at the level of a 2080 TI, which currently is the most high end graphics card you can buy out on the market today. 
So it'll be interesting to see what the requirements for these uh, for these Xbox games are when they come to the PC. But other than that, let's talk about the games, shall we? So the Xbox show, showcase uh, started off with da 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 Halo. <laughs> yeah. So and that was the big big draw for the entire event was Halo. And how did you feel about that? Um, I actually liked it. I've not I've not played the last two Halo games. Okay. The storyline just didn't really appeal to me. Um, so it wasn't that you didn't have a 360 or anything. Yeah, I've, like that. I've always had a current gen Xbox. It's just I had no interest in playing those games based off the way they went with the storylines. So the way that they're diverging <clears throat> yeah, after I, Halo 3. I, I generally don't just play games to play games. I like to pick games with a purpose because mm-hmm. none of them are cheap. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, but the new one, just, it looks like if just from the, 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 the short bit it showed how they sort of seem to have gone back to more basic of what. You know, the first Halo was going back to the aesthetic of the first trilogy. Yeah. So it's just like, you know, this for the first time in a while, it's like this game actually looks appealing. It, I probably will end up playing that one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Because it is noted that Halo 4 and Halo 5, they were critically reviewed um, fairly well, but fan response was just not that positive. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, nobody liked, uh, like you said, uh, nobody really liked the direction of the campaigns. People didn't like how Chief was being handled in certain ways, especially in five. And currently, I mean, ever since Bungie stopped making Halo games, you arguably can say that the franchise has been kind of on a downhill slope. Not in a good way either. (laughs) (laughs) So, but what, what is it about this new Halo aside from the aesthetic that really grabbed you? Was it, I mean, for me looking at it, 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 it was brighter than what I was expecting yeah. because the color palette was like you said, it was old school. <laughs> so things were a lot brighter. The lighting was a bit harsh in certain areas and we'll get to that. People are just all up in arms about how this game looked. Um, so many people are on the side of it looked great. Other people are like, it looked horrible. I mean, it's like it, it's 50 50 at this point. Just ask anybody you get any number of opinions, but you're on the more positive side. Yeah. So during that gameplay, we saw, you know, your normal first-person shooter Halo experience. Um, but he had a grappling hook. What did you think about that? I actually thought that was pretty cool. Okay. <laughs> That's one of those, like, why hasn't this been around before? Yeah. Well, have you ever, you never played any of the Titanfall games then. Ooh. I doubt it because... Um, I think I played some of the first one, but that was years ago. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't really play a lot. I think I played on a friend with a friend. Yeah. Well, Titanfall. They they they've kind of were pretty much the first game to actually popularize a grappling hook in first person shooters in the way that you can use that thing to just fly around levels. I mean, some guys they're just so good at using that grappling hook. It's just unfair. It looks like they're cheating. <laughs> well, it's, it's actually interesting they added that in there because they just recently added a new skull to Halo Three. Uh, that lets you fly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's kind of like, oh, it's, yeah. I mean, they're bringing a grappling hook and yeah, go I mean, back to the old ones and fly. Yeah. I mean, it's like, that's the other thing that would be kind of interesting to find out is what are they going to do with the skull system? Uh, obviously, we can probably expect the traditional, you know, uh, skulls like shooting grunts and their heads pop like with confetti. Uh, <laughs> birthday, like party. birthday party. Birthday oh, yeah. party. Uh, 
also, uh, apparently grunts can pick up, uh, not grunts, uh, brutes can pick up grunts and throw them like grenades. <laughs> yeah, I did notice that during the trailer. It looked like there was a grunt flying through the air with two grenades in yeah. his hand. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that, that just that image, the, the, Im- the image of the grunts are, are hilarious as it is. Yeah. But it's like just seeing one kind of getting picked up and just thrown. And then having their voice just screaming through the just kind air. Kind of balance of a little comic relief in a, yeah. in a, in a war setting. Right. <laughs> but we don't want to just talk completely, completely about Halo. So uh, we could easily just go a whole hour, maybe even longer, just talking about that trailer and things. But next up after that, they showed State of Decay 3. Are you familiar with the State of Decay games? Yes. Okay. Did you play any of them? I uh, played some of the second one. Um not a bad game, just at the time, didn't have time to really get into it, so mm. I didn't play a lot. But yeah. yeah, it was, I mean, as far as like zombie games goes, actually pretty good. Right. Right. So, what do you think about the zombie deer? <laughs> uh, that kind of t- that took me by surprise, but I, I was like, that's pretty good. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's one thing that I will say that zombie animals isn't necessarily something that's been explored very much, especially in games. I, I think the only movie I've really seen that in was Resident was Resident Evil. Oh yeah, Resident Evil One. Uh, I remember Resident Evil, the first game on PlayStation. You're you'd be walking down the hallway, and then those dogs would jump through yeah. uh, through the windows and scare the crap out of you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's yeah, you're right. Uh, Resident Evil kind of played around with that idea before they mutated the animals and turned them into monsters. But, yeah, the only thing about State of Decay, it has a history of being very, very buggy to the point of broken sometimes. <laughs> so it'll be interesting to see how that game launches. But uh, that game was labeled as Series X, not Xbox One. So that means that game, anything labeled with just Series X and PC, that means that game is years away. <laughs> <laughs> just because of the fact that... Um, Xbox has said that the first few years of their games, they're going to be cross-generational between Xbox One yeah. and um, Series X before they go solely Series X. So we can assume that if it's labeled Series X, it's quite a few years away from release. Yeah, you know, you gotta you gotta sneak in that marketing scheme right before the holidays when they release it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, <laughs> sell those consoles. Yeah, and then they uh, went on to. Forza Motorsport because they have to show a Forza game at any console reveal that they have. Yeah, I mean, they're not bad games, but it's just like, okay, well, there's another one. It's very niche. Yeah. You know, it's like you're either into racers or you're not into racers. And of course, it looked beautiful, but very, race, it's very cinematic. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like it did look like a like a CGI uh, movie, you know, basically. But really, it's like uh, racing games looked very real since the PS3 360 era. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, I guess I, I don't know if you'd call it um, diminishing returns as the technology gets better because racing games have looked so good. But, you know, but just adding in things like ray tracing. And not too like picky about racing games. The only ones I'm really interested in are Mario Kart and Crash Bandicoot racing back in the ah, day. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so those are my kind of racing games. So this is a game I would like to talk a little bit about is um, Rare's Everwild. So the last game Rare came out with was uh, Sea of Thieves on the mm-hmm. Xbox One. It was uh, kind of like a MMO light um, 
pirate game. So I don't know if you're familiar with it. Yes. Yeah, okay. I'm familiar with Sea of Thieves. Um, Everwild had no appeal in the reveal trailer to me because mm-hmm. it didn't reveal anything except their game exists. Right. It's like, here's a magical world, and there's creatures in it, and you take care of them. And it's like, that doesn't really explain much. You didn't really show much. Mm-hmm. So until until there's a further trailer really diving into it, um, that's just like, okay, this exists now. Yeah, and I think... The one thing that I that I saw that my mind was was just it was a very pretty game. I mean, it, it's like the art aesthetic and everything, the cartoony kind of look and yeah. the, the animals. I, I don't know if you're um, familiar with um, uh, Avatar. Uh, yes, you know the Airbender, not the blue James Cameron movie. But <laughs> I'm familiar with both versions, yeah. but <laughs> Avatar: The Last Airbender, to be specific. But I, I love the animal designs in that series. Because they always mashed up different animals and made new species and stuff. It seems like they're kind of doing something like that a little bit yeah, uh, with their animal designs. But, I mean, from the little bit that they showed us, it almost seems like there's going to become some sort of relationship between you and the animal and manipulating the world in some way. I mean, it could be any sort of game. But like you said, it didn't really show us anything um, as far as, you know, get what kind of game it's going to be. I mean, like you said, it was an announcement trailer and it was a tone trailer. Um, but unfortunately, that's a trend that went throughout this entire conference. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much outside of the uh, the Halo reveal. But moving on from that, we uh, have Tell Me Why, made by Don't Nod. Uh, they created the Life is Strange series. I don't know if you're familiar with those, but they're narrative adventure games. No, but I, I kind of got like the Alan Wake feel from it which you know i played that way back in the day so yeah. it's sort of like you sort of have this dark mysterious mm-hmm. i mean very obviously there's a great storyline right. so that's <clears throat> that's kind of what hooked me right away is like this this is a storyline driven game right so it's like that's i mean generally the I'm, I'm not really drawn to the that genre to play but something that looks like it has such a rich story behind yeah. it yeah well where, where <clears throat> alan wake um is sort of like a third person action game very atmospheric this game isn't so much like that it's just a straight up you know walking walking adventure game puzzle game sort of thing um it looks like it might might pull on your emotions a little bit (laughs) yeah uh, the the life is strange series is uh very popular and i've never played one um and this and this is very i don't know if it happens in the same universe as the life is strange universe I mean, it could because the aesthetics are very, very similar, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's a standalone um, yeah. thing. But then again, if it was in the Life is Strange um, universe, they'd probably have Life is Strange somewhere in the title. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's tell me why. But then they followed that up with two announcements for games that are currently out on Xbox One. And that was an announcement that from Moon Studios, they ba- they made Ori in the Blind Forest and Ori in the Will of the Wisps, and they it was just an announcement for that the Will of the Wisps is going to get a 4K 120 hertz upgrade, free upgrade uh, on Series X uh, via smart delivery, and uh, then there was an announcement for the Outer Worlds. Um, uh, that's a and it's an Obsidian game. But the thing about the Outer Worlds is that it was—it's not published by Xbox. It's actually published uh, from uh, how to put this. 
it's a branch of Take Two Interactive uh, called Private Division, and they're basically their indie label. So uh, they have a publishing deal with them. So that's why The Outer Worlds is still on everything <laughs> currently. <laughs> it's even on Switch. And so they announced a DLC uh, called Peril on Gorgon. So, yeah. and of course, they didn't say available everywhere because <laughs> it's the Xbox showcase. Yeah. But I've, I've, I've not played Outer Worlds yet, but um, it, it looks like a good game, but it's it's just it's on the it's on the, the back burner list of things yeah. I'll eventually get yeah, around I to. I mean, if you like the Fallout games. Yeah, it's um, like Fallout meets uh, Borderlands kind of. I guess I, I I never really played it. So you ever played Borderlands? No. Oh. oh wow, <laughs> missing out, man. <laughs> well, you know, it's like here's the thing, and I'm probably going to lose my gamer card. Never played an Elder Scrolls game. Never. Well, been nice talking to everybody. <laughs> Have a nice day. <laughs> I know I make you sick, <laughs> but you know, it's like there, there are just certain games that um, in my catalog of games that I've not played, where it's like people are just rightfully shocked. You know, it was actually Elder Scroll games that got me into console gaming. Right. So. <laughs> But, but yeah, that's that's just neither here nor there. I apologize <laughs> to anybody I've offended with that little bit of information. But moving on, we're talking about Grounded. Yes. Uh, and we talked about a little bit of that, th- this before we actually started. And this game appeals to you yes. in um, a big way. It, it just looks like it just looks fun. It looks like, you know, visually, it kind of looks like a bug's life. And you get like the honey, I struck the kids vibe from it too. Mm. And I mean, it just, you know, survivor style gameplay combined with that. It, it just looks like a fun time. Also, you know, you can team up with friends to actually go through the game as well. Yeah. So it's, you play so, solo or with friends. Yeah. I uh, watched about a half hour gameplay earlier today and it's just like, wow, you know, this, this really does look so like I would game, just enjoy it. So that's a game you definitely would get into. Yeah. I, I'll probably end up buying that one. Okay. And that game is going to be available on the Xbox One. And it's currently in early access on Steam and the Xbox preview program for Xbox One. So the game's not in full release yet, but it is playable if anybody really wants to get into that. Um, they have a fun, funny little feature um, for people with arachnophobia. <laughs> with the giant spiders, they have some sort of censorship thing on there to where whenever a spider comes up, they like... I think they like remove some legs or they blur it or something like that. I don't know. There's some sort of censorship for people with arachnophobia where they do something to the spiders. So they're not so spider like they replace it with a clown face. (laughs) That's probably a mod that's going to be on PC eventually. (laughs) But, you know, I'm just thinking it's like if it's like you're playing the game and it's like, what's worse, seeing the actual spider or this pixelated thing with long tendril <laughs> legs walking towards you? It's like, then <laughs> what is it? <laughs> I think both would be just as bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm, that's my point. But, <laughs> but that is grounded. And after that, Oh, by the way, grounded is made by the developers of outer world obsidian. And after that, uh, Obsidian announced another game, a game that they said they started work on for the Series X exclusively and also PC called Avowed. And again, it was another tone trailer and it kind of had kind of Lord of the Rings, Skyrim kind of vibes to it. Yeah. Um, that's the sort of like kind of feel I got from it, like the holding a sword in like a main hand and had magic in an offhand. Um, but just off that, without without too much more information, it's 
I mean, from my viewpoint, it's just another RPG. Right. <clears throat> like, I've heard it's going to be big, but I, it's like, hey, you know, there's, there's a lot of other games that are big, too. Mm-hmm. Like, why should I, you know, be interested yeah. in your game over other games? Yeah. And, you know, as well, of right now. Just, well, there's a lot of talk about this game. A lot of people are really excited for it because it is an Obsidian RPG. Obsidian has a history with RPGs that go way, way back, all the way to the original Xbox. Yeah. Uh, they developed Knights of the Old Republic 2. Uh, they Great did game. Fallout New Vegas. I mean, they have a pedigree yeah. of making RPGs of all sorts. So, yeah, I would just I would just like to see some something sort of new and maybe groundbreaking from it versus just another RPG. Like, I'm and, sure it'll still be great. Yeah, we can still get that. Too. Yeah, but it's just like it'd be nice to see something else actually come with this, like some sort of setting or something we've not yet seen. Mm-hmm. But moving quickly along, after that, we have another narrative adventure game called As Dusk Falls. And it, this is, oh, I didn't write down the name of the developer, but uh, this developer is, I think they're made of uh, uh, people who came out of Quantic Dream, who made uh, Heavy Rain and Detroit become human. Uh, play, all PlayStation games. Those are some heavy games. <laughs> 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 but, but but yeah, it, it seems to be uh, much in the same vein as the um, Don't Nod game. Tell me why, in that way. Um, but yeah, not not very interesting to me. Not saying that it's going to be bad, but it didn't draw my attention too much. It looks like one of those games I'll probably watch another game or stream. Okay. So that's so let's like play. <laughs> kind of a you know let's let's see what the storyline builds to mm-hmm. and if it actually holds my attention I'll watch my stream the whole game right. and just be like well that was cool I I got a good story yeah and that might be the same for me but uh, then after that we have Sinuous Saga Hellblade Two which is the sequel to Hellblade mm-hmm. which came out mm, a few years ago yeah. uh, from uh, gosh I'm blanking on their name. Didn't think I needed to write it down, but it'll probably come to me later. Ninja Theory. There it is. (laughs) Developed by Ninja Theory. Uh, I played the original Hellblade on PlayStation, and it's a a very, very mature, emotional uh, narrative experience. And dealing with um, schizophrenia and other forms of mental health issues that she has. And this is a continuation of that, her adventure. I can't re- remember how the game ended um, because it was so long ago. But yeah, they didn't really do anything to actually show the game. They just <laughs> made an announcement that it was based in Iceland. Which yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah, some of those games just like that looks like it could be cool, but uh, I just know it exists now. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, they they showed more at the Game Awards when they actually revealed it, and the technology that they were pushing forward looked amazing, and. Apparently that's running in Unreal Engine 5. So uh, that game is Series X exclusive as well. So it will be several years off. And we also know it's going to be several several years off just because Unreal Engine 5 won't be finished until sometime in 2021. Yeah. So nobody will be developing with finalized <laughs> software until, that, until Unreal Engine actually launches 1.0 officially. And that's scheduled for 2021 sometime. So I think we, with all the downtime being at home, they get done quicker. <laughs> <laughs> well, a lot harder than than that. But after that, they showed Psychonauts 2. And I don't know if you ever played Psychonauts 1. Uh, I don't think I did. 
Yeah, it's kind of a cult classic uh, on the PlayStation Two and Xbox era. Um, it's it, I, I love it. It, it it it's really funny, very tongue in cheek, very dry as well. <laughs> um, they basically didn't. They, they showed a little bit of. Uh, it's one of the few trailers that actually showed gameplay. Yeah. And, you know, it's a 3D platformer, something that Xbox never really had. I mean, they've tried making 3D platformer, 3D adventure in the vein of a Mario 64 or something like that. Uh, I don't know if you remember Cameo uh, on Xbox 360. It was a launch title. I, the fact that you don't remember it tells you how successful that game was. Yeah, I don't <laughs> Yeah, because I, I didn't, I didn't have a 360 at launch. It was, it, it had been out for a bit before I got yeah. one. Well, it was Rare's first original game for the Xbox 360, and it was a launch game for for the system. And yeah, it was just okay. It wasn't very memorable, uh, but uh, Psychonauts 2 could fill that gap for them, even though that the first game is on many platforms. But the other thing is that Psychonauts 2 was a crowdfunded game before. Uh, Microsoft bought the studio uh, Double Fine. So that game's going to be on Xbox, PlayStation 4. It's going to be on Mac, Linux. <laughs> uh, they haven't announced a Switch version. But, on everything. Yeah. It's, it, it's still multi-platform. So, But the thing is, the Series X version that you're probably going to get with smart delivery is probably only going to be exclusive on the Series X. That's, prob- that's what I'm just thinking. Because that just makes sense. And then they made a Destiny 2 announcement, which really wasn't much of an announcement at all. Just that, I mean, just like GTA 5 has done multiple times. So you're like, hey, we amped it up for the new version. Right. <laughs> well, the thing about the Destiny 2 announcement, being a Destiny 2 player, an active Destiny 2 player. My is, sympathies. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I'll take all I can do. But the announcement they made was almost like say it was almost like uh, Microsoft was saying and they're doing this just for us they never said that specifically but the way they toned it and and put it forward it almost sounded like that's what they were saying but the thing is Bungie may uh, had their own little live stream months ago about this new expansion that they were talking about and how each each um uh, each platform is going to get a free upgrade to PS5 or Xbox Series X um, and they're going to be 4K60 on console when, when that happens. But the way Xbox was talking about it is almost like, yeah, and they're doing this just for us. It's like, no, and they've already made this announcement, so there's nothing new. The only thing new that is significant in the announcement was the fact that they said that Destiny 2 and all the current DLC is going to be on uh, Game Pass. Yeah. Which, that's a big deal. So I uh, don't know if Beyond Light is going to be a part of that package because that's the new expansion supposedly going to be coming out in November. But. I think it m- mentioned being on the um, what's the Elite Gamer Pass. Uh, Game Pass Ultimate? Yes, I, th- I think they said it was going to be on Game Pass Ultimate. I could be wrong, but I, I thought there was something in there about that with Destiny 2. Well, Game Pass Ultimate and just Game Pass, um, there's really no like locked out games between the two services. It just means you're getting your Xbox live gold with your game pass subscription or not. So, so there's not like multiple tiers of content uh, of game pass, but I don't know. Uh, the way they're, the way they're talking about it sounds like uh, the next expansion is going to be a part of it, but we'll just see what happens there. Nobody said otherwise. So, <laughs> So 
moving along, we went after that. They started talking about third party launch titles, meaning that these titles are probably going to be exclusive to the Xbox Series X for up to a year, something like that. Nobody's really known what they were talking about there. But uh, real quick, uh, they announced Stalker 2, which is a sequel to Stalker, obviously. But Stalker is a, uh, I would say it's a cult, uh, a cult favorite amongst PC players. Never been on consoles before. So this will be the first time a Stalker game has ever been on console. Uh, I don't know if you've ever played I've Stalker. Played yeah, I've never played them. Yeah, I've never played them. Uh, and then after that, they had the Warhammer 40K Dark Tide. Which looked good. Yeah, you see, the thing about Warhammer, that world is just cool. Yeah. I mean, so it's like I've, I've done some tabletop RPGs and some of those before. So mm-hmm. it's like Warhammer is like <clears throat> most, most of their video games, I think, have been amazing. Um well, they're not amazing. They've been good. Mm-hmm. Like they're they're very story driven. Right. <laughs> so I was like, oh, this this might be something to look forward to to keep an eye on at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know if you uh, are familiar with Vermintide, uh, Warhammer 40k Vermintide. I've heard the name. Yeah, there are two games uh, in the Vermintide yeah. series, but my nephew plays them, and uh, they're basically um, uh, kind of like Left 4 Dead sort of games where you have. Um, you know, your squad and you're up against uh, onslaught of enemies coming after you. Seems like Dark Tide is that same kind of game, but with different uh, themes and things like that. Yeah. Uh, after that, they showed Tetris Effect Connected. I don't know if you're a Tetris guy. <laughs> uh, I might get some flack for this, but Tetris is a mobile game. <laughs> Tetris is not a reveal Xbox X series game. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, and Tetris Effect was was already on uh, PlayStation, but this version is has multiplayer, where um, uh, the PlayStation version doesn't. Who wants to play multiplayer Tetris? I do. I love Tetris. <laughs> <laughs> but this isn't enough to make me go, oh, yeah, I'll definitely buy Series X for. Yeah. But, yeah, I thought that was pretty interesting, them having that, that, that Tetris crossover there. But it also made me scratch my head. It's like, Okay, they paid for that. All right, your <laughs> that's money. Like, that's, that's a launch title, Tetris? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But after that, they had The Gunk, which is made by... Um, uh, why didn't I write down the name of the developers? I feel, <laughs> I feel so horrible. But um, it's made by the people who did the SteamWorld uh, dig games for uh, 3DS, Nintendo titles. I believe they're also on mobile. And I think they are on PlayStation 4 and yeah. Xbox One. Uh, in their digital stores. But uh, that game looked kind of interesting. Kind of. It, it looked like another one of those little fun games, but it d- didn't really have appeal to me. Yeah. So it it's like, one of those games where it's like, okay, you got me interested. Show me more. Yeah. It's like, I'm, I probably wanted to playing it, but that doesn't mean it's a bad game. It just didn't catch my interest. Mm. Yeah. And then there was the medium. You remember the medium? Yeah. I had no interest in that. Yeah. Uh, Are you, you're not a horror game guy? Not really. And I mean, the the, the split screen process, it's kind of, I don't know. It seems cool and stupid at the same time. I don't really know how to describe that. Well, and I think that's the thing about the medium is that on first impression, looking at their gameplay trailer, uh, their tone trailer that they showed off back in May, uh, during their first game showcase, uh, it was pretty interesting, very mysterious. But now actually seeing some gameplay of what they're doing, it, it I don't know if 
you're going to be playing the game in split screen, or if you're going to be going back and forth. I'm pretty sure. I thought it said simultaneous. Split yeah, that's play. what the, that's and the impression. I, I can't. Like that, I can't get a solid answer on yeah, that. I was like, that doesn't really appeal to me. <laughs> well, the, what's really interesting about it is that there are two, there are two environments. They're the same environment, but rendered in two different realities. Yeah. And that's pretty cool because you can't actually see what's going on in one world and how you're interacting with that world. It's like almost like if we had uh, access to the spirit realm right now. Yeah. We're seeing what's going on that's, in that spirit Let's forget the cool, stupid effect. It's like, oh, that's cool, but wow, who'd want to do that? <laughs> yeah, well, who knows? The, I mean, it could open up some pretty cool um, gameplay opportunities there. Yeah, but that's, that's like you, games. I'm not into scary games. So. <laughs> it's like, I, I'd want to see maybe like an actual trailer with footage before I cast my final lot on it. Yeah, and but. again, that's a Series X game yeah. uh, launch exclusive, and it's Series X and PC. There's not an Xbox One version um, at launch, and probably will never will be, because yeah. they said that this game is only possible on next-gen consoles. Yeah, that's, so That's kind of been the, the thing for me the moment is because, you know, most of everything I play now is on PC, but I still have an Xbox One. Yeah. But it's like, you know, all these cool games coming out. If I can't get them on PC, there's, I'm not right. going to get to play them unless I go buy an X-Series. Right. But <clears throat> then after that, you had Fantasy Star Online 2, mm-hmm. which they're calling New Genesis, which is a new version of that game. And it's an online MMO. Uh, based in the Fantasy Star universe that Sega made years ago. There have been Fantasy Star games, but not all of them have been MMOs uh, up until the Dreamcast, I think. It it looked like a good game, just again, not my cup of tea. Yeah, I mean, it's like if you're into it, you're into it. Yeah. Awesome. I was like, it's not a game I'd end up playing, but just from what they showed, it's like it does look like a well-made game, and it looks like it would have a lot of it. The significance of this game is the fact that this is the first time that Fantasy Star Online 2 will be on consoles in the West. Yeah. So that's that's what the big deal is there. And it does have a huge following uh, for people on PC, and who want it on console or even over here in some form or another. So it is a big deal for fans. Uh, so it is actually a pretty good get for for Xbox. Uh, but then after that, we came to uh, Crossfire X. I don't know if you're familiar with the Crossfire games. I'm not, but it actually looked interesting because there was actually a little bit of... Um, they dropped hints to what the story would be for it. And it's right. like that, that it was enough to catch my attention. That's like, well, that's a game I'd probably want to play. Yeah. Well, Crossfire, the Crossfire series was developed back in 07, I want to say by a South Korean developer called Smilegate. And basically when it launched, well, not basically it launched as a multiplayer only adversarial mo- uh, multiplayer game like call of duty. So it, Played like Call of Duty, had mechanics like Call of Duty. You just basically call it South Korean Call of Duty. (laughs) And they've been multiplayer, and they've been growing, and they have a huge audience in China now. And they're bringing it over here uh, uh, to the West as an Xbox exclusive. And Crossfire X, though, is going to have those multiplayer. But this is going to be the first time that Crossfire gets a campaign of any kind. And the thing about it is that the campaign is being made by Remedy Studios the people who made Alan Wake and um, recently control. So, and they know how to tell stories. So. Yeah, as I said, just, just off the reveal trailer, it, it kind of gave me a um, Call of Duty ghost vibe. A little bit, yeah. It's because you have know, the one guy called Ghost, and yes. obviously there's this, this one other dude that's trying to take over the world, yeah, kind of. For and, me, it kind of reminded me of Crisis a little bit. I don't know why. Yeah, yeah, I can, it made I can me feel Crisis. That. 
Um, yeah, but it's like, I mean, at first for a moment, I was, was like, is this, is this actually going to be a continuation of the, you know, Call of Duty Ghost where this right. kind of left you hanging? Right. I was like, oh no, this is a totally different genre. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, uh, Remy Studios handling the, uh, single player and the one interesting thing about this game, this is the only game in the whole showcase that was just labeled for Xbox One and Series X. No PC version. Which is lame. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but then they closed off the entire showcase with the big one. And this was rumored from way back. Uh, but Fable, the I, don't, I guess it's the reboot that they say I it was a reboot. I heard it was a reboot, but all you know, similar to some other big titles like Elder Scrolls, some of those games or Fallout. All I needed to see was the title, and I was sold. Right. It was like I will, I will play this game when it comes out. Mm. Okay. Yeah. The thing about it, it's like the tone trailer was right spot on. It yeah. felt like a fable tone trailer and stuff. I had that tongue in cheek kind of almost Shrek like funny and fairy dark tale at the feel. same time. Yeah. 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 So, it's, so it's like it's light and it's dark. Yeah, I mean, it's like you saw that fairy flying around. It's like yeah. that fairy's going to die somehow. That's <laughs> just what you're thinking. And sure enough, I got ate by a frog. Poor thing. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's like they pulled out, you see Albion, the castle there, which is iconic. Almost as iconic as the Disney castle, I would dare say, for, for gamers. Yep. But, um, I mean, you just saw that silhouette. It's like, I know that game. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, interestingly enough, being developed by Playground Games, another rumor that ended up being true. And Playground Games is on, currently mostly known for working on the Forza Horizon games. So those are racing games. They're arcade racing games. They're more arcadey, but they're also open world uh, racing games. It's going to be a lot of horse, ra- horse racing in the next Fable game. <laughs> Just carts, chariots. <laughs> that, w- that would be interesting. Wouldn't it? <laughs> but think about this. If it's a big open world game, I guess, you know, it's like if you have a mount or something like that to get around. Yeah. I mean, how? I mean, currently open world games are very, very big. Playing Ghost of Tsushima, it's a very small island ge- geographically, but playing that game, that island felt huge. Again, that's, that's another one I've not played. I've seen gameplay of, but uh, that's 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 an amazing looking game. Yeah, but that's a PlayStation exclusive, so we shouldn't be talking about that right now. Which I'm, but, I'm not in that category either. <laughs> but, you know, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I don't know if you played Assassin's Creed Odyssey yes. or anything. You you know how big that map was. Yeah, uh, sadly, uh, Origins and Odyssey I never finished because they were so big. They I, were got, huge. I got bored playing were, them. <laughs> I, I would argue that those games are too big. <laughs> yeah, was like, there was just too much to do. Yeah. So I mean, by the time you know after playing it for a little bit, there's another new game coming out. Right. So you go check that out. Just forget about it. Right. And so I mean, it's like how big could a new Fable world be with new technology? Oh. Um. Huge. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and how interactive could it be with the processing power and things like that? Uh, I mean, it's like, could we chop down trees and forests? Can we, you know, change the landscape somehow? I mean. <laughs> Combine Minecraft and Fable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But so needless to say, we're all pretty excited about a new Fable game. And hopefully we'll find out more. And of course, that one's series x only and pc meaning we'll probably play that game in 2022 2023 or uh, or hopefully we will i'd be willing to wager on a uh i would say like a christmas release 2022 right yeah but and that was all the games showed at the showcase but there were actually some games showed before the showcase that you know just give them giving them a quick mention uh one game by square 
being published by Square Enix called uh, Balin Wonderworld. Um, it's being made by a studio within the Square Enix family called Balin Company. And apparently Balin is going to be like some 3D platformer action-y kind of uh, thing that they're doing. And it's being headed by two Sega uh, alums. Uh, you have Yuji Naka. He was the lead programmer on the original Sonic the Hedgehog. He was in charge of the Sonic team for many years, all through the Dreamcast era. And so he's been responsible for a lot of Sonic games. And then also... Um, oh, what's his name? Uh, Naoto Oshima. And he's the artist who actually created the Sonic image. So those two guys from the Sonic team working on this game. And it seems to be some kind of 3D platformer of some kind, uh, but it's not exclusive to Xbox. It's actually multi-platform going to be on everything, uh, but it's just being revealed on the Xbox stage. sounds like that'd be more fun to play on a switch. Yeah. And it's going to be on switch and it looks more like something you would play on the <laughs> switch. Uh, but after that, they showed hate hello neighbor Two. Oh, Did you ever know anything about Halo? Hello neighbor. I never played it, but I've watched it and <laughs> just never saw the appeal in it. Yeah. Like, it was a very big streaming game. A lot of people yeah. streamed that game. I mean, I've watched it from its you know early access days to where it is now. Right. Um, I mean, the multiplayer seems more fun than the storyline. Mm -hmm. uh, but still, it's just one of those like, this is a game? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, in Hello Neighbor 2, apparently it picks up after the events of the first game. And um, they've done some tweaking to the AI. And apparently where the first AI had waypoints it would go to at any given time, yeah. this AI is supposedly a learning AI that actually will learn from your patterns, your uh, tricks, and things like that to track you down. Uh, the trailer they released, I didn't think it was going to be that great of a trailer, but when I watched it, I'm like, I'm actually kind of delighted by this game, by this game trailer. <laughs> but um, so Wasn't the point of the storyline of the first one that the neighbor killed his wife and kid and you prove it? I really don't know. I mean, that's that's what I remember it being, is basically is you unlock the basement and find all this stuff, and that's what happened. <laughs> Pretty know. dark for a video game. <laughs> yeah. But then there was uh, Echo Generation. It's kind of like a voxel, polygonal kind of RPG. Uh, JRPG, actually, it has turn-based uh, combat, kind of like a Paper Mario or something. Uh, had had a lot of Stranger Things vibes to it. If anybody wants to check out Echo Generation, uh, the studio name is pretty funny. Coco Cucumber. <laughs> uh, yeah, they're out of Toronto. <laughs> How do you combine those two together? <laughs> I don't know. You just, <laughs> it's something you'd have to ask them. But uh, then they showed a little bit more of Watch Dogs Legion. I uh, don't know if you have any, any interest, interest in that game. Um. I mean, I, I might would check it out. It would depend. Like, if I end up picking up Game Pass again. And well, if it ends up working the way that they, they say it's going to work, that every NPC in the world can be recruited and you can play as them and those NPCs are unique and have their own stories and stuff like that, that would be kind of interesting uh, to see how that works out. But then there's a game, which I'm going to leave for last, but uh, then they announced Dragon Quest Eleven S, which is... Dragon Quest XI, well, it came out a long, long time ago originally, and it was remade uh, for current-gen consoles. And this is a definitive. I'm pretty uh, sure you edition. can play some of the Dragon Quest on your, on your phone now. 
Oh, you can play almost all of them. <laughs> but uh, that, again, another Square Enix game. Uh, it was developed originally by Enix before Square and Enix combined. And so you had the Dragon Quest people, and you had the uh, uh, the Final Fantasy people, and then they joined forces. And it was like, oh, no, what do we do? <laughs> but Dragon Quest XI, uh, that's going to be a uh, first time on an Xbox platform. So that's the big deal there. It's already been on Switch for a while. But this will be the first time it will be on Xbox, and then uh, this version will be on PlayStation 4 as well. But the one game I was saving for last is a game called Exomecha. If you haven't seen this game, you need to see this game. Um, how do you explain it? Uh, bear with me. It's a free-to-play competitive first-person shooter. All right? But it takes place on this big um big map and so it's gonna have it's gonna have you know it's massive team deathmatch kind of mode it's gonna have um it's battle royale mode it's gonna have um a smaller more concentrated um uh, objective mode but the thing about this is that you're gonna have giant mechs you're gonna have hoverboards you're gonna have melee weapons helicopters so, you you name it's going to be in there. There's even going to be a giant dragon roaming every, the world. Everything we were promised for 2020 back in the 1960s. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you're going to need to check out this trailer. Uh, real, uh, yeah, as soon as you can. Because visually, it is very, very good looking. And when you look at that game, it's like, that's what I'm talking about next-gen graphics. Yeah. Yeah. And... I mean, I mean just, just from your description, that sounds like something I'd be interested yeah, in. Yeah, I mean, it's like this game is like right up your alley. And visually, it looks amazing. But, um, yeah, you need to you need to check out that trailer as soon as you can. Uh, just because it's just stunning and the scale is just pretty incredible. So, and as you can tell from the from the name, Exomecha, uh, you're kind of futuristic armored up and, yeah. <laughs> but all that was announced uh before the showcase actually started. But now we're going to... I want to track back, and I want to go back to Halo, because right now, the whole conversation happening around this showcase has been Halo. Yeah. And, but more in a negative way than in a positive way, because, you know, the negative voices are always louder than the positive ones. Yeah. And a lot of people have been talking about how the visuals weren't good. It wasn't what people were thinking. And they, and what, what, what did you think about the visuals of it? Were you thinking that this looks like a, like a next gen game? Um, I mean, I guess I didn't really think much of them. I mean, it, it looked like a good game, it was, you know, 60 frames per second. Right. Um, that all the graphics were fine. It's like, it looked like a halo game. Mm. <clears throat> yeah. So you didn't have much problem. well, what people are complaining about, they're complaining mainly about the lighting and they are saying, uh, and I have witnessed this in the trailer. There is pop in during the trailer, uh, really noticeable when he's going up the elevator during the trailer, he's looking over the landscape and then you can see this one piece of landscape, but there it is. <laughs> it just all of a sudden appears. And this has been a kind of like the, the big thing that's been kind of taking over just the showcase in general. And, Pretty much immediately, Xbox came out 
and said, hey, it's a work in progress. Yeah. Obviously, we're in a pandemic and things like that. That's what I was going to say about it is, you know, the game's not out yet. Yeah. Like, it's that's not... I mean, this isn't a Bethesda game, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, what if I told you that this that the build the build of the game they were showing wasn't running on a Series X. It was actually running off of a PC with Series X specs. <laughs> I'd say, see, PCs are better. <laughs> really? <laughs> After you saw that, I don't think I'd be bragging about that as the PC game you want to be highlighting compared to the uh, PC true, games that we I have mean, seen. It's, it's not a complete game. No. So, I mean, so you can't really judge some of those finer critiques like that. No, so. no. It is a game in, in, in progress, but really what I'm trying to get at is really – is the is is the real question surrounding Halo and this conference is is it does Halo look like um you know does it look like a, a next gen game is that the question that should be we should be asking right now? Uh, having just watched some people streaming uh, Halo Three, yes, it does. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, is that the question we should be asking? Oh, okay. It's like I don't think that's the question we should be asking. Uh, I think the question we should be asking is just, did this showcase get you hyped for the Xbox platform? And did it sell you on either buying a Series X or doing anything you can to get on a platform that supports Xbox? Um, As far as getting a Series X, no, I'm not sold on getting one yet. Right. Uh, especially since a lot of these titles will be available on PC. Yeah. Um, but does it make you go, all right, I got to do everything in my power to upgrade my PC so I can play these games? Uh, no. 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 Okay. I mean, I mean, they're, they're games. Um, so it's like I wouldn't feel the need to throw, you know, another several hundred dollars into my PC just so I could play another game. Same reason as why I'm, you know, basically saying I wouldn't go out and buy an X Series X because... I'm not just going to throw down $600 just yeah. to be able to play a couple of games. Right. Because currently that's what it looks like you're going to need to do. If you're going to play, play pretty much any of these games, series X games at their fullest potential. Yeah. Um, like we were talking about the medium. Well, they, the medium just released their PC requirements, uh, their minimum and their uh, recommended and the recommended requirements um, is a, for the, uh, CPU, the processor, uh, they recommend an i5-9600 or an AMD Ryzen 7 3700X memory. They recommend 16 gigabytes of RAM. Graphics, if you want to play at 1080p, you need a GTX 60, 1660 Ti, which you're good, but or a Radeon RX Vega 56. But if you want to play at 4K, you need an NVIDIA GeForce RTX 2070 or Radeon, 50, uh, Radeon RX 5700 XT. Those are, I mean, near $1,000, <laughs> yeah. both of those. <laughs> and then uh, you're going to need, and now this is the thing. If you want ray tracing at 4K, you're going to need a, 20, a 2080 or a 2080 Ti. Again, over a thousand dollars. So if you don't, if you're wanting to play those games the way that a Series X is going to play, because the Series X is going to be at 4K, it is going to be at 60, and it's going to have ray tracing already baked in. Might not be as good as what a, 10, a 2080 could could run, 
or maybe it could be better. You never know because optimization on a console normally goes a little bit better than it does on PC a lot of times at launch. Yeah. Um, but I mean, let me ask you this. Is it fair to say that ever since Xbox started showing games, they've really struggled selling the platform? Yeah, I would say that's fair. Because it's like the games are the reason why you buy, buy the platform, right? Yeah. So if they're not convincing if, if they're not really convincing people to, to buy Xboxes or get on a PC that can support an Xbox game or something like that, I mean, and then you show a Halo game that's stirring up controversy, that's not really good. Well, one of the benefits with with how consoles have, have now reached basically the same level as PCs is... Um, For a time. <laughs> yeah, but... Uh, uh, cross-platforming is, is is this is a really good time to look into making that more of a thing mm-hmm. between like PC or Xbox. Yeah, and you mean cross-platform play? Yes. So it's like at this point, cause I know you know in the past there was a lot of arguments. It's just like you know the consoles aren't powerful enough as these PCs. So the PCs are always better, but now they're on the same level playing field. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So because the whole purpose of having these showcases are to entice people uh, to either adopt xbox or be also buy an xbox along with your playstation 5 or just leave your playstation 5 behind so it's like my thinking i was like i immediately asked the question who are they speaking to yeah well given the fact that it is microsoft as long as you get a pc or an xbox i think they're happy yeah and that's the other question that i had is do they even care if they sell consoles um, I think they do like, cause console gaming will still be, it, it will still be its own thing. Mm-hmm. But, um, uh, I think, I don't want to say they've, they've lost some of the appeal they've had, but it's just, they're like almost everybody has one nowadays. Yeah. So it's not as, I don't know. I'm really sure we're going with that thought. But <laughs> <laughs> well, here, let me, let me just. Let's just look at who they're trying to market to right now. Right now, they're trying to market to the existing Xbox owners, obviously. Yeah. And they're appealing to the general gamer audience. You know, people like me who are gaming agnostic. They don't care where it is. As long as it's a good game, I want to play it. And then, you know, you have the PC audience because, you know, they're putting all their games on PC. And they're also talking to the Xbox um, people who went to the PlayStation 4 you know, adopted PlayStation four and skip the Xbox one altogether. So they're obviously talking to those people and to say that they're actually, I mean, honestly, you can't really say they're doing a good job of trying to entice anybody in that direction because of the controversy that, you know, I mean, their, their first game showcase back in, back in May, everybody was complaining. You called it a gameplay show showcase. You didn't show us any gameplay. And then we come to this showcase. You were supposed to show us the power of this new system. They showed a pretty game and stuff like that, but they didn't really show us why an Xbox Series X is necessary. Yeah. I mean, if I've got one of the new consoles, I would probably go PlayStation simply because I've not had a PlayStation in 13 years. Right. So I have 13 years of exclusives that I've never played. Yeah. And that's the other question is backwards compatibility. What that's gonna, what is that gonna look like for both systems? It looks yeah. like Sony's solution is gonna be a bit more limited. It might be only PS4 only. Uh, Xbox, 
they're touting that they're going to have thousands of games backwards compatible when the Xbox Series X comes out. And supposedly they're going to be talking more about backwards compatibility sometime in August. So that's just the same thousands as um, what was the, what was the game that Google tried to launch? No. Oh. <laughs> Are you talking about the Stadia platform? Stadia. There oh. we go. <laughs> Yeah, but the thing is that Xbox actually has thousands of games uh, in their catalog yeah, that they can go to. That is true. But what kind of backwards compatibility will that be? Will that be, I have the disc, slot it in, it plays, or is it emulation of some kind? I mean... Yeah. Uh, I don't know. That'd be interesting to see how that does play out. Yeah. But I mean, um, that's where the thing, too, is like, especially for some of the games I already had, let's say I did get a Series X, mm-hmm. I don't want to rebuy those games. Um, which you see a lot of different things. Like if I wanted to, like obviously now GTA is once again re-releasing GTA Five, <clears throat> uh, reamped for the Series X. So it's like, why would I want to buy that yet again? Well, the thing with um with Xbox, they do have the smart delivery program. Yeah, which means that if you buy it on the previous generation, those games go with you. If they're if they're part of their their uh, smart delivery program. You get that newer version for free. So, but how does that work when it's on a disc? Yeah, and will that apply to certain? And I doubt that's going to apply to certain games of a certain age. Yeah, like like, if I take my 360 version of GTA and plug it into a Series X console, is it automatically going to give me the latest version? Well, and that's the thing. Will there be a latest version? I thought I thought they announced there was. Well, uh, you're talking about GTA One or GTA Five. GTA 5. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. There is a new version. And the thing is, is that with GTA 5 on PlayStation 5, they've already announced that GTA 5 online will be free to existing PlayStation 4 GTA 5 online owners. So when, when the console launches. Yeah. So that seems to be, uh, be a, uh, a movement that's so sort of a, if it's already in your, in your library. Yeah. If you have a receipt for this digital receipt okay. or something like that, you can upgrade that. Uh, but I mean, it made me really go look at Xbox though, and look at what their strategy is. Their marketing strategy has been since, since the year started. Uh, they started by, you know, talking about, uh, talking about having the most powerful console. You know, they start just harping on the hardware, 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 hardware. Oh, is, is Trump the one leading the go for them? <laughs> I don't know. Sorry, I just <laughs> I don't know. But um, Ad- advocating they had the best. Those are. <laughs> but that, that's the thing, though. It's like okay, you're advocating that you have the most powerful console. Well, you've had the most powerful console of the last generation with the Xbox One X, and still people didn't really buy it. Yeah. So I, my my mind is thinking, does that really work? And it's like, oh, twelve teraflops. Okay, <laughs> but yeah, as as a consumer, um, I guess my viewpoint is isn't so much which one is more powerful, but which one will benefit me the most. Which again goes back to like the backwards compatibility. Yeah, and also goes comes down to what like, you're playing. Yeah, so it's like Ultimately, you might have what it has, the most powerful it, console. But what but am if, I playing? Yeah, but if my whole previous library is worthless, yeah, whether it's an old game or a new game yeah. or a game that not even it or even even a game that's not been announced, it's all about what are you going to play. Yeah, you know, and that's really what they needed to do with these latest showcases. And they're showing us, okay, those games are available, but like I said, are you justifying to me why I should go with your platform? Yeah, I mean, it's like might drive a Lamborghini on the interstate. It's great, just fly around. When you get into the city, Mm -hmm. can't do much with it. (laughs) But 
I think the thing that they do have an advantage of where they could leverage really good advantage is just what we're talking about, backwards compatibility. They have Mm -hmm. that feature. They also have uh, smart delivery we talked about, like games like uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Watch Dogs Legion, any game coming out, uh, most games coming out by third party or Xbox Studios um, are going to be having that smart delivery uh, process unless you're EA and you want to do your own thing and charge people twice for games if you can oh, if yeah. you can try to do that. But EA just wants your wallet. Yeah, but currently the big games that are on smart delivery that everybody's looking forward to this this year, you have Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Watch Dogs Legion, you have every Xbox Studios game coming out, like Grounded, and then you have Cyberpunk 2077. That's our, that's the biggest game. I'm looking forward to that one. Right there. Which yeah. that was that was funny when that was I, I believe that one was mentioned oh, yeah, in the, that was, the grounded, yeah, grounded trailer. Grounded had the best trailer yeah. when there's like, looking for the best game of the year, well, wait like, for Cyberpunk. If you're looking for the biggest <laughs> game of the year, wait for Cyberpunk. But if you're looking for the smallest it was yeah. so self deprecating. It was, no, just, it was perfect. just it was just like that was that was hilarious. Yeah. But um there's also Destiny Two, that's that's on smart delivery. Uh Marvel's Avengers. Yep. Don't know how you feel about that game, and then uh, Vampire the Masquerade. That's that's notable. I'm a big thing, especially with the smart the, the, the smart um, delivery, and with having doing more stuff on PC. My question is more of: Are we going to see disc disappear? Well, this is the thing: is that currently there's only the disc version of the Xbox Series X, but there are plenty of rumors about a. Uh, a all digital version of the series X that is like where it's power and everything is almost cut in half. Yeah. And it's just basically a streaming box. So that's the rumor. And supposedly the rumor says that it's also going to be revealed sometime in August. So yeah, it's, I, know, I still like to have the disc drive cause I've always used my Xbox as my Blu-ray player. And, and that's the other thing is that both consoles, they're going to have 4k, uh, readable, blu-ray players so yeah i mean it's like i don't think the disc drive is going away anytime soon yeah but yeah. um at least for this current generation disc games i feel disc, like we're pulling away from that slowly well we are slowly pulling away and i think that also is the thing is is the factor in is price because right now there seems to be this worry that games are going to go up ten dollars from the 59.99 to the 69.99 um because uh, 2K Sports, their NBA 2K game uh, is going to be $59.99 on current gen, but next gen is going to be $10 more. And then they're selling a bundle because they're not doing smart delivery. They're selling a bundle for $99.99 where you get both versions. Yeah. That's, that's just. Yeah, that just sounds so. They've been taking advice from EA games. Well, this is the thing. <laughs> EA is actually doing a, bit, a little bit better is that if you buy Madden on current generation, if you upgrade to a PS5 within a certain window, you'll get the next version for free. I didn't know EA knew what free meant. No. (laughs) (laughs) They know what free to play means. But, um... Oh, you mean pay to win? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They seem to be learning. They seem to be learning. They used used to be so big, though. Back, I mean, back when I was in high school playing games, EA was great. Well, they had a better reputation back then. Yeah, somewhere along the way, they just became money money mongols, and it's really showed in what they've released. Right. Well, 
maybe they're taking a new turn because, you know, it's like the new uh, Star Wars Squadrons game. Supposedly no microtransactions for that game. I'll believe so that when said, I see it. I know. EA. Me too. But um, <laughs> there could be macro transactions. Yeah, macro transactions. <laughs> they're even smaller. <laughs> uh, macro would be bigger. Oh, yeah, you're right. I got that backwards. But yeah, I mean, going back to the Xbox marketing strategy, um, you know, and as far as services go, you have Game Pass. That's another big value right there. And then you have xCloud being put into the Game Pass Ultimate subscription for free. So what is Ultimate now? $14.99 a month? Yeah, which isn't bad for, I mean... Well, you get your Game Pass access, you get your Xbox Live Gold, and you get xCloud in September. So, I mean... When I tried it earlier this year... it's also on PC. um, I mean, it was... It was a good value. They had good games on there, but most of the games on there I had already played. Right. And so I ended up, I only, only had it for a month because there was a couple of games on there I wanted to try. But it was just, you know, I, th- I think after after this release and there's these new games coming out, right. it'll put, be put more value back onto it. Yeah. Well, what if I told you that they're adding more value to the Xbox platform by making Xbox Live Gold free? Yeah, I saw something about that. Yeah. I mean, it's like if they did that, if they released a very expensive console yeah. in the Series X, and then you go, oh, yeah, but your online's free. That would be huge. Yeah, all, all um, of a sudden, it's like, you're like, oh. <laughs> so that, that used to be PlayStation's appeal mm-hmm. versus Xbox, which right. you could play online for free, and then they've they've done away with that, I believe. Right. Uh, even Nintendo, you have to pay to play online now. Yeah, but it's just a measly $20. <laughs> yeah. Or a family sharing program. <laughs> so, But still, I mean, it's just the principle of, you know, free online play has disappeared. So going back to that would actually, that would be a huge factor. Yeah. And because really, I mean, I don't think they're, they're going to just, because this is the thing that the 12 month Xbox live gold subscription option is gone yeah. from the Xbox store. Yeah. Which I mean, they just got rid of it. Nobody knows why. I mean, same way how they changed the game by charging people to do that. I think they're going to rechange it by rescinding that. Well, they needed to do that because of the fact that they needed to support their service. Yeah. You know, and that was clearly the deal because when you're starting a new venture like that, I mean, remember online, you used to pay for for internet access by the hour, <laughs> you know? So way a back in the day. Ago. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know if you remember getting uh, AOL Oh, uh, demo yeah. discs in the uh, mail. <laughs> I, I remember picking up the phone and getting disconnected. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's like you pick it up, you hear the modem sound. It's like, oh, somebody's online. <laughs> I was there. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's like if they actually, I mean, that could that could be huge. You know, if they made uh, Xbox Live Gold free. Yeah, because I mean, that, that puts pressure on PlayStation. Yeah, and who knows? Maybe they would go free. I doubt they would, but they might lower the cost. <laughs> So it's like, hopefully that will result in us, the consumers, getting a little bit of a break Mm -hmm. after those that want to upgrade, having to throw down a lot of money on a new console. Yeah. And really, it's like they've been pushing these services, pushing the console power and things like that. And really, the reason being is because, like we said, what are we going to play? And now that we've gotten to that point where they're saying, this is what you're playing, we're kind of underwhelmed a little bit. Which, I mean, going back to, you know, one of the things I said about Halo is was um, you talk about what we'd be playing. It's talked about size wise. It's um, bigger than Halo 4 and 5 combined. Mm-hmm. So map wise. 
Yeah. So it's like that kind of is like, oh, okay. So this is going to be really big. It's also going to be open world. Open world. So yeah. it's like immediately when I hear Halo open world, I just think of open world first person shooters like Far Cry, you know? <laughs> At least they're not using the same map. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, it's like that's going to be the other interesting. Halo has been so narrative driven very linear very, yeah, very focused yeah. laser focused much like a like yeah. a movie point a point B, mission to complete mission storyline big set pieces but how, what is that going to be like when you're just free nilly willy-nilly and you come to uh, an area in the map which is supposed to be a combat zone yeah. stuff like that and you get there early and then it's like oh i'm here before the mission goes um that place is either gated with big enemies or maybe they're not gated and you just explore the area. It's always a bummer to me when I explore open worlds and like, Oh, you're sending me back to that, that place. I was just there. <laughs> There's no surprise anymore. Yeah. So I had that issue with, uh, every, uh, every open world game that I've had, because I just do so much exploring before I actually do missions or like a some, um, where, you know, you, you have like, level cap areas, right? So you just want to run around and explore, but mm-hmm. you can't, because yeah. this section over here, everything's level 40 and you're level 10. Right. So it's like, so you have to stay in this section until you can move on. Yeah. Which, I mean, there's some appeal in that, but at like, the same time, like, you know, like with Skyrim, mm-hmm. it's like the first thing I did is I ran willy-nilly everywhere. Right. And that didn't, you know, didn't really change anything because right. just it was just open world. Yeah. So I'm just wondering how how is an open world Halo going to affect how you experience the narrative? Yeah. You know? Um. But, you know, uh, hopefully very positive. <laughs> yeah, you would hope so. But uh, at the same time, we've seen how open world first person shooters have done it yeah. and how they've done it right and how they've done it very wrong. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, but I did a solo podcast a little while ago. I don't know if you ever listened to it. Probably not. But basically, I was talking about um, just the state of Xbox first party studios and how they have really struggled to, de- to deliver on their most iconic IP, you know, like, like I was talking to you about Halo four, Halo five, you skipped them because you didn't like how they were going. And the people who played them, they didn't like them. They probably liked them less than you did. That's because I didn't waste my time playing. them. (laughs) But you know, it's like, and currently it's like, you have to take, I take every single first person, uh, first party announcement from Xbox with a grain of salt. Cause I know that they haven't yet delivered on their, IP, nor have they actually created new IP outside of Forza Motorsport games. They really haven't created new IP that was that appealing. I mean, I use Naughty Dog and Naughty Dog as an example. They made Crash Bandicoot games for Universal Studios, their their video game wing. Then Sony bought them. They didn't have Crash Bandicoot anymore. What did they do? They go on, they create Jack and Daxter. They create Uncharted. They create The Last of Us. And who knows what else they've got up their sleeves. But you can't look at any Xbox studio and say that they have matched Naughty Dog or any of the Sony studios for their creative output for original IP. Yeah, I totally agree. Because every single IP Xbox has, has been bought before they were never created internally. Now that could change. And I'm hoping that's changing. I'm hoping that's changing with playground games, working on fable. I'm hoping that rare, that new ever wild game is going to be something really cool. And I hope that whatever these new studios that they bought have something up their sleeve. That's just amazing. Yeah. You know, and brand new. I don't know. I, I might, I might would make the argument that destiny would fit that. Well, destiny is not an exclusive. Oh, you're right. It's not an exclusive. Yeah, It's on yeah. everything. 
Bungie wanted to make Destiny, but they were tied to Halo in the Xbox system. So they said, we want out because we want to do something something different. Do you know how amazing it would have been if Bungie didn't separate from Xbox and Xbox said, we'll invest everything into Destiny for you. Just do this game. You know how much of a game changer that would have been? I might still be playing it. I mean, (laughs) with the backing of Xbox... Microsoft instead of Activision. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what could have that game game become? Would have been a huge, huge hit for for them on the Xbox. But they let them go. And but those were different times too. Yep. You know, different management. They were very corporate at the time. They didn't have uh, the current management in there. Who yep. I'm sure they probably would have been. Yes, do that. <laughs> but, Which you know. I think the big thing with the the next gen console is what we'll probably have to wait about five years to really see. Oh, for sure. Like what can what can come out of what's be, being created now? It's going to be about two to three years before we start seeing things that go. Yes, this is why I bought this. Yeah, you know, so, I mean, like we we know they're working on another Elder Scrolls game. Yeah, but I mean that could be four years down the yeah. road before we can see that. Yeah, but again, I go back to the question of does Microsoft really want to sell uh, sell consoles, or do they even care if they sell that many? And because it, I found this very interesting thing. Um, looking at the numbers of how many Xbox sold, I was trying to figure that out. Apparently, Xbox has stopped um, not keeping count, but releasing the numbers of how many Xboxes have been sold. They stopped releasing that information. And somewhere in like 2017, 2018. And by that time, Sony had sold over well over 50 million like 60 million, 70 million consoles to date, PS4 has sold anywhere between 106 million to 110 million consoles worldwide. Uh, they estimate that Xbox One has sold about 46 million. And they estimate that the Switch, well, they don't estimate, they actually know that the Switch has sold over 50,500,000 Switches yeah. in the span of three years. <laughs> yeah, it, it seems to me that Microsoft just like, it's one of the, one of the, they just expect you to buy it. They're like, it's another Xbox. Well, that we was know you're going to buy it. So. That was definitely the um, uh, the attitude when they released the Xbox yeah. One. It, it doesn't feel like, um, don't feel the connection between like retailer and consumer. They're just like, mm-hmm. here's the next one. We know you're going to buy it. Here's the games. We know you're going to buy it. We really don't care yeah. what standards they fall to. We know you're going to yeah. buy it. Well, I found this quote. Um, Variety was doing a feature. I think it was Variety. Um, yeah, it was Variety. Uh, they reached out to Microsoft to ask why they don't release console numbers anymore. And this is um, a feature they did back in 2018, back in May of 2018. And uh, a spokesperson came back to them, uh, basically, uh, and they said uh, they aren't using consoles as a, sold as a key metric for success. And they go on to say, and I quote, we are continuing to look at engagement as our key metric for success. Engagement. See? And they go on to say, and are no longer reporting on total console sales. During Microsoft's uh, physical year 18 third quarter earnings, we announced that gaming revenue grew 18% year over year, driven by Xbox software and services revenue growth of 24th and Xbox Live monthly active users grew 1% year over year to 59 million. 
We continue to see strong growth with time spent on Xbox Live and look forward to bringing more unprecedented experiences on Xbox One, Windows 10 PC, and mobile. That right there in that quote tells you that they're not looking at console sales as their main metric for how they're doing. They're talking about services, interactive uh, interaction of consumers with their services and things like that as their success. So that's why I ask, do they even want to sell consoles or do they even care to sell consoles? And judging from that, I don't think it's a big concern for them anymore. Yeah. I, I think again, that falls back to, they just know you're going to buy it. Um, there's, I mean, there, there are a lot of diehard Xbox fans who, you know, that you just, you just have to upgrade because it's the newest thing. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there's there's enough of those people out there that they're not really worried about sales because they know that they will happen. Yeah, but I find it very interesting. I mean, and this was happening they in 2018. The Xbox was still trying to crawl themselves out of a hole. Yeah. And stuff like that. And you can just tell that from that comment, it's like, okay, we, we we've got to pivot how we think about you know, Xbox and the Xbox platform and things like that. And just from what, from that comment right there makes me think that they could sell the same amount of S series X's and they would be okay with that. Yeah. You know, which I mean, it, it kind of makes sense when you sort of looking at it from the viewpoint of, especially with all these new games coming out, you're going to have to have a new one. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're focused on the services tied in with that, as long as those continue to grow or stay where they're at, then you're doing good. Mm-hmm. Um, just simply because, you know, you have to buy a new console to play the new games. Right. And I think the thing is with them putting all their games on PC now, I think that just is another evidence, uh, just more evidence of how they just want people to play their games yeah. and interact with their services things like that. Because when I look at the Xbox Series X and I look at the specs and pretty much seeing some of the games that they've been showing off, it, it was it was just mind-blowing to see the graphics. Like, you saw the Unreal Engine 5 demo for PS5. Yes. I mean, if the Xbox is more powerful than a PS5, what is that demo going to look on that? <laughs> Don't know they wouldn't show us. Yeah, exactly. But... <laughs> At the same time, these two machines are geared totally differently. So it's hard to say what, if they even could run uh, apples to apples, certain yeah. certain software, you know, without some major adjustment. Um, I mean, I, I might get some flack from this, but I kind of feel like I think PlayStation's taking point and making a console that's more like focused on a better experience for the consumer. Yeah. So, and even in saying that, even citing all the services and consumer friendly things like smart delivery, back compat, um, you know, possibly even ma- making uh, online gaming free on the Xbox platform. I mean, I mean that I mean that that of itself is its, its yeah. own huge thing. Yeah. If they actually follow through with yeah. that, because right now, as a PlayStation platform primary guy, when it comes to games and games that I'm playing, Sony all the way. You know, we just had The Last of Us 2, really great game. We had the excellent Ghost of Tsushima, which is the most fun I've had with a big open world game like that in a long time. It really captivated me. I've just finished it. And 
when you think about PlayStation and games that they could make in the future, whenever PlayStation announced a new game out of their catalog, you're like, whether it be a new IP or not, you had confidence that, okay, that game is going to be good. Yeah. But when Xbox made an announcement of any new game or something like that, like, um, oh, what was that name called? It had, it had, it had Dragon in it. Uh, they announced it and then they canceled it. Hmm. Yeah, I can't remember. But um, when you when you look at how, when Xbox announces a new project from one of their studios, like Crackdown, we'll take Crackdown for instance. They tried to bring Crackdown back, yeah, and they showed it way too early. And it was when it did come out, it underdelivered on pretty much everything that they were talking about. Because I remember when they were talking about the new Crackdown, they were saying, "Yeah, we're going to use the cloud computing." to help us with physics and things like that. None of that ever happened. <laughs> and the game took way longer. And when they came out, it was just a big disappointment yeah. and because it's like so many games that they've announced just have been announced and then kind of either fluttered yeah. away or got released. And we're just not saying not Sony's never had any of those happen, but oh, there's, no, been, no, there's no. been a lot of Xbox titles that's happened yeah. with. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I used this example uh, with my nephew. I said it's almost like Sony first-party studios are Marvel studios versus Xbox, which is more like DC <laughs> in their cinematic universe. Yeah, they, they delivered Shazam and Aquaman. Those are really about the good ones. Yeah, and it's like, and, and that's sort of kind of the same output as Xbox. You know, they just you can count the good games on one hand and the the failed projects. Yeah. On, yeah, on the rest of it goes back to my story. even though xbox might have more services available like i don't play for services you play for games i play for games mm-hmm. and i feel like playstation has despite the fact i've never gone back to playstation they, they've well, maintained you've uh, also never had the financial means as much so. <laughs> that's true <laughs> but yeah it's that they've definitely constantly delivered a good series of games mm. and Currently, PlayStation upped their uh, their manufacturing target for PlayStation fives from five million to ten million for uh, for when for the release. And I, th- I think they'll sell out. <laughs> yeah, and apparently they've been making uh, play- they've been manufacturing PlayStation since June, so since last month. So they've been uh, on the factory floors. So just saying, if I grease the right palms, I get one now. Maybe, (laughs) (laughs) but I mean, it's like right now, Sony is winning the battle, uh, even with halo, things like that. And apparently both companies, they're going to be having an event in August. Um, and it will be possibly the time they actually start showing, uh, prices on consoles and we'll be announcing uh, pre-order dates. Yeah. Yeah. If, if Xbox doesn't show more actual demos, I will lose a lot more faith in them right. at the next reveal. Yeah. So it's like there were there were a few in this one, and the few they did show that did a good job with, but this too many just reveals, right. and like too many. This, just this is the tone for the game. Yeah, just just announcements is what yeah. that was. Well, I guess the overall. I mean, I guess if we're gonna say the overall feeling from. Uh, the game Xbox Game Showcase. I guess the overall. Uh, how would you sum up your overall feelings about it? Um, disappointment. Would it be, would it be honestly, um, about the same. I feel like they're going to have a couple of good games. 
but the majority of them aren't really going to be worth checking out until mm. I can pick them up from the $5 bin. Right. Um, and that's just, that's kind of how, how I've felt about Xbox for the last several years right. with a lot of their releases. Um, but no, nothing in this release makes me think I need to go out and buy an Xbox Series X. Right. Yeah. Well, I'm disappointed by uh, the showcase because really I was hoping they were going to show us um, the power of that console because I yeah. didn't show any. It's like they, they were touting the power of the console. And that was the most powerful console, but they didn't show us why or even how they're using that power. Yeah. Like, I mean, what can this power do? Why didn't they show that Halo demo? on an Xbox Series X. Why was it run on a PC? Do you not have a Series X demo on on a, a Halo Series X demo yet? Is that why? I mean... I have no clue. <laughs> I mean, that's that's the mystery but that yeah, everybody's wondering. I mean, definitely a lot of questions about and it, that. And it didn't help that they showed a big fancy CGI trailer before that. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, because that just made your expectations go, oh... Oh, yeah, when, when I first saw that though, it made me think about um, oh, shoot, what was, what was that new game where you deliver packages? Oh, like in the wasteland, all the black goop. Yeah. Oh, uh, Death Stranding. Death Stranding. <laughs> I'm just like, is this what? And then it's just like, oh, this is Halo. Okay. That would have been a very interesting. Oh, can you imagine? That would have been a big announcement. Death Stranding two. Xbox exclusive. <laughs> that would have been that would have been crazy. But, but yeah, there were riots. But yeah, I mean, it's like going back. I mean, it was like with the Xbox showing as uh, not really showing the power because they do say that we have a fast SSD. They didn't show us the fast SSD except for in the medium, but we didn't really see how that worked exactly. Yeah, it, it, I mean, it, it, the trailer didn't really show much. I mean, it yeah. showed very basic things. Like, I mean walking not saying that the playstation 5 did any better because it was pretty much the same but they had ratchet and clank showing this is how our ssd is going to affect how this game works yeah. and you really saw how having that fast ssd really applied to that game and its gameplay xbox didn't really have that so was, was it xbox or playstation that showed the time comparison when they first revealed the next gens uh, it was Xbox that were showing okay. the, so the loading They, they tried a little bit. Yeah, but they didn't really show how that affects your games. Yeah, but especially to Except the point, for how fast you load up into them. <laughs> yeah, especially when we're now at the point now where people are going to be deciding, you know, which one am I going to get? Mm -hmm. It's like I would expect to have seen a little bit more yeah. out of this than what they showed. Yeah, and, you know, I think it hurts them even more that PlayStation has released two big-time exclusives on the PlayStation 4. Yeah. Uh, going into the PlayStation 5. Uh, and Xbox has nothing to show until the Series X comes out. Uh, yeah. I for, mean, they have grounded that they released in early access. But Cyberpunk is on both, isn't it? Yeah, Cyberpunk's a yeah. multi. Which I think that's that's the biggest thing they have. To my knowledge, that's the biggest game they have coming up for the rest of the year. Yeah, but I'm talking about games that they're exclusive to them. Yeah. You know, um, that are developed from within their their catalog. I mean, do they have any more coming out this year? Well, not not for Xbox One. Yeah, I mean, I think Grounded is. But their, I mean, their last first party release. Honestly, though, this close to release, what's the point in releasing one for Xbox yeah, One? Yeah, and right now everybody's wondering what are we going to be playing in the in the holiday season? Yeah, you know, because if in if in August Xbox says you're going to be, we're obviously going to be playing Halo. But if they actually show Halo proper, like this is the real Halo that you're going to be playing, I think that's going to be yeah. huge. 
I mean, that'll, that'll turn those tides around for Xbox in a you big You almost way. have to wonder, maybe they deliberately did that just to get people to, hey, this is the unfinished. It could be. We're going to show you the finished at it this next be. release. But it could also be the fact that the pandemic has affected their development uh, ability yeah. to hit milestones. I mean, it's, it's affected s- everything. <laughs> yeah. And so instead of going, okay, we're going to push you really hard to get this ready for our showcase. No, keep your heads down to the grindstone. We'll show this old build, and we'll just take the punishment. Yeah. You know, I mean, that could be what happened there. But yeah, I have all the confidence that the game's going to look a lot better when it comes out. It's just it was just the wrong foot forward. Yeah, you know. So I guess right now we can say that Sony is definitely still in the lead. Yeah, at this point, yeah, so Sony's in the lead. Xbox is still, in my mind, to be determined. Like, I'm not writing them off, but at the same time, you know, I'm, I'm not placing bets on them. Yeah, I'm still excited for what Xbox has to show, and surely they have more to show. Yeah. I mean, there's no, there's no doubt they have more. And to it's show. also the generalization of, I, I probably will end up getting one a couple of years down the road, maybe another year or two. Or you'll be upgrading <coughs> your PC, and it doesn't really matter. <laughs> or both. It really depends on whether work comes back. <laughs> That's true. But... Yeah, right now I'm still firmly in the PlayStation 5 camp because, you know, that's yeah. where my ecosystem is. That's the platform I've been playing on for the past generation, two generations, actually. So The last place that I had was the PS2. Yeah. So, I mean, it's only logical that I go back to the PS5. But I really, yeah. really want a reason to get an Xbox Series X, you know. And I, I <laughs> want to build a PC eventually. Because, because you'll make Bill Gates richer. Well... <laughs> I don't think rich or poor really matters to a guy with that much uh, money, but you know. <laughs> I, I would like to find that out for myself personally, but <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> I think I think a lot of people would say the same thing. They say money can't buy you happiness, but I'd love to give it a chance. <laughs> <laughs> but do I really know what true sadness is? <laughs> so, but any any final thoughts other than that? Um, no, uh, as always, it's, it's great getting to be on the show with you. All right. Yeah. I, uh, I really appreciate having you on because you are my Xbox guy, <laughs> even though you are PC, but you know, it's like, that's where your experience Let's, is. Maybe we could rephrase this. I'm the Microsoft guy. Yeah. Okay. You're, you're the Microsoft guy. We'll, we'll just say that. <laughs> d- d- despite some of the negative reviews I've had about Xbox, I do still have my Xbox one and I do still enjoy it. There's still a few games. Yeah. That I, I mean, can play. yeah, I mean, uh, this podcast isn't one system or the other. We're all yeah. about good games. Except for first-person shooters. <laughs> never go back to a controller again. That, oh, well. Yeah, yeah. I remember going from computer to controller. And now thinking about going back to computer, I'm like, oh, boy. Yeah, I mean, the, the first thing I noticed was how quickly I picked up on just nailing those headshots. Because you had the control of the mouse. Yeah. It's just everything's a headshot. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, if you got nothing left to say... This has been the LO Gaming Podcast, and on behalf of my good buddy Andrew here and myself, my name is James. Thank you for listening, and I hope you join us next time on the LO Gaming Podcast.